Hi, my name is Rena Jain. I'm a psychologist, wellness coach, and a podcaster. You're now listening to the Happiness Project podcast, a podcast that will help you look at things differently and push you to have a better experience of life. My wish for you is that you find peace in this moment. that you do things that really lights up your soul and sets it up on fire that you keep pushing yourself to be a better person with a grateful and compassionate heart that you put yourself out there because life is too short to be living for anybody else but you i really wish you bloom with grace because trust me you are one intention away from an entirely different life hello and welcome back to another episode on the happiness project podcast thank you so much guys for consistently tuning in to my podcast well the theme for this month is listening to your intuition there's been so much that is showing up in my life where i am asked to trust surrender and simply listen to that voice little voice inside of me it's not easy to show up every single day when life is presenting you with challenging experiences every other day but you know what despite of how i've been feeling i'm showing up why because i know that showing up is only going to open up possibilities beyond my imagination and in order to show up i have to simply listen to that voice which is constantly telling me hey rena you can do this you can be here in this moment with all your mind spirit and heart and give the best possible shot this is exactly what you need to do and i am learning to lean into that voice Well without any delay I would like to invite the most special guest on my show Anna Nayaste. Well she's been on my show a couple of times and it's always a delight having her in conversation with me. Honestly there's no better person than Anna to give some wonderful insights into the topic of intuition. She's constantly been doing a lot of work with intuition, healing, chakra, meditation and yoga. She's herself a self-care coach and is changing the world with her power and the gift that she's blessed with. In my personal experience, every time I speak with her, the conversation in itself is immensely healing. In this journey, Anna has played a very significant role in my life. She's always helped me look at things from a different perspective and gave me the power to get in touch with my own deep rooted self she's constantly helping me become a better version of myself and realigning me with my passion and purpose so i'm forever grateful to her so let's tune in to the next one hour with anna nayaste on the happiness project hello and it's such a joy to have you on my show always thank you so much for being here today anna uh thank you for having me i I feel like it's been so long since we've done this um and I've been really excited so I'm I can't wait to see what we get to talk about today. I know, right? You know in my previous episodes I discussed about what exactly intuition is and how to strengthen our intuition. And one of the very reasons I wanted to invite you on my podcast for this topic particularly was because I've known you for a while now and you've been working literally every day uh, around discovering and strengthening your intuition through meditation yoga chakra work and grounding techniques so and it amazes me to see as to how much you've developed this greater sense of consciousness now i would love for you to share with our listeners whether how exactly does intuition work how does it communicate with us and how can i know for sure if i have an intuition mm so i think those are perfect questions to ask um because the in my opinion there are no real answers to them and that's the most frustrating part um i think thinking that intuition is something tangible um something that we can understand or capture 
is what leads to a lot of frustration. Um, it's as though we're just waiting for this, you know, kind of technique for somebody to tell us, oh, these are the steps to follow for me to finally know what I'm supposed to do. And um, I know I've got this guiding compass within me and sometimes I can hear it and sometimes I can't. And uh, it's just, I wish I was tuned into it all the time. And I get that frustration all the time as well. But essentially what I'm really starting to practice with my own intuition is that it's nothing I do. Um, that anytime I'm thinking an I is ego and your intuition cannot exist in an ego space. It's not anything that's part of your body. It's not anything that's part of this physical world. So for us to try and tune into it really means that we have to let go of everything that we perceive to be real, meaning thinking that our brain is the one that's creating these thoughts or this knowledge. And that if I'm just quiet enough that I can hear my brain, uh, essentially what I've really come to understand is my intuition is the thing that's on autopilot that even when my brain is going a million miles an hour and I feel like I have no idea what I'm supposed to do and I feel hopeless or you know, lost, that there's still something that's guiding me and making sure that I'm okay. So the hardest practice for me has been around trust. And I think that intuition and trust are synonymous. It's this inherent belief that I do have something within me that is going to guide me on my path towards what my highest purpose is and that I'm not really going to be able to do much about whether or not I have, I'm hearing it or I'm, you know, really in tune with it. If I'm focused on, okay, how do I do this? The moment that I let go and say, I trust that I'm being guided. I trust that something bigger than me is kind of making these decisions for me and showing me along the way things I can do in order to move in that in that direction. That is when I start to feel it a little bit more. And I think that's the best word. It's not really something I hear or I see, I feel it. And I think also knowing that it manifests differently in everybody. So because it's not something tangible, it's not going to be my intuition is not going to be the same as yours. I'm not going to experience it the same way that you do or anybody else. And so some people, it may come in the form of thoughts and all of a sudden you just have this crystal clear thought that makes perfect sense and you know it's true and you don't know where it came from, but for some reason it just feels more aligned than some of your other thoughts. Right. Sometimes it can be a vision for some people. You might see things when you close your eyes so clearly like, oh, I just had this vision of myself six months from now and I, I saw it, what I was wearing and who I was with and what I was doing. And that can be a version of how it, it shows up. And for me, it's, um, it's more of a knowing. It's essentially like I can wake up in the morning and all of a sudden I just know something to be true that I didn't know yesterday. And I have to trust that wherever that came from is the source of my intuition. Wow. So how, how can one recognize whether what is their source of intuition? Mm. Um, practice, I think more than anything, I think I try and use the word practice in my vocabulary and my thoughts in my conversations as much as possible. Um, it really came about when I started practicing yoga and I understood it as a practice. It was, you know, this thing that was never going to have an end result. It was never going to be a destination in which I was trying to get to, unlike some of the other things I've done in my life, especially being an athlete, you know, when I would play sports, there would be a game or a tournament or a trophy, you know, something that you were working towards. But with yoga, it was never that. It was always just this growth and betterment and peace that I was looking for. And I think intuition is the same thing, knowing that there is no destination that you're looking to get to. And so the word practice for me helps me realize that it's just something I'm going to do every day for the rest of my life. And I'm never going to be quote unquote good at it. And I'm never going to have this 
moment in time where I say, okay, that's it. I've got it down. I don't have to do any more work. This is it for now on. It's really just a something that I'm going to get to know myself a little bit better every single day. And by doing that, I'm strengthening that muscle that is helping me understand who I am, how the world works, what my place is in it. Um, and I think that's really what everybody's trying to do. So just taking some of the pressure off that this is going to be something that I'm either good at or I'm not good at, or, you know, some place in the future, I'll, I will be able to hear so clearly. It's like taking away all of those expectations and just getting to know yourself a little bit. Right. Yes. Like you said, it'll happen with practice. Um, since it's very easy for all of us to sort of fall into this trap of wishful thinking and fearful thinking, I mean, like you mentioned earlier, it becomes very difficult for a lot of us to not be able to trust our intuition. So how do we learn to do that? That's a great question. And I think you're hitting on something that has been really present for me a lot, which is I'm starting to recognize how little trust people have in themselves. And I think that comes from just the onslaught of stimulation that we have, so many different distractions, so many different sources of information, of data, of options for us that were not available even you know, 10, 20 years ago. Uh, it is creating excitement because we know, oh, we can do things that were never done before. And we now have the ability to create a future for ourselves that looks very different from those that came before us. But along with that, we also have so much that's feeding into our daily life that we have to sort through and try and decide, is this true? Is it not true? I mean, you see it on social media all the time, as far as people that are sharing information that come to find out that there's no factual basis to it. Um, and then it creates a, a really damaging effect of people sharing false information and not knowing which sources to trust, who to trust. And that really starts to seep into ourselves as well. Because while we're saying, oh, I don't know if I can trust these sources or these people, what we're actually saying is, I don't know if I can trust myself to know whether that information is true or not. And that I think is the where the work really needs to be done mm -hmm. is it doesn't need to be sifting through all of the sources outside of us, all of the media and all of the people. It really needs to be focused internally of, OK, how can I strengthen the trust I have in myself? So no matter what shows up, no matter how much information or data is available to me, I can hone into that part of myself that's allowing me to know whether this feels true or not, because there is a difference between our beliefs and our truth as well. And just because we think or we believe something does not mean it's true. So taking some of these things that we have internalized that may be a cornerstone to who we think we are and turning them over and analyzing them and assessing them and saying, does this still feel true? Because sometimes it won't. And sometimes it may even strengthen. And that is kind of the thing that we have to practice over and over is, for instance, if there, you have a thought that's just like cycling around in your head mm -hmm. and it feels like, I have no idea if this is true. It keeps popping up. Why is it showing up so often? What do I do with it? To me, I say it out loud. I vocalize it. Um, and by verbalizing this thought, it's like I can hold it in my hand and look at it from a different angle. And now, as soon as I've said it out loud, I can ask myself, does it feel more true or less true than when it was inside? And that gives me a little bit of a compass as far as, okay, this thing that felt so huge inside of me, now that I've said it out, actually, that sounds kind of stupid. And I definitely don't believe that. So now I can just get rid of it, but at least it's not taking up space inside me anymore. Or now that I've really brought this thing to life, I know for a fact that this is important, that it feels really true to me. And now this is a path that I want to follow. So getting some of it outside of the mind space, I think is something that can create a little bit more, um, I guess, direction as far as, is this something that I want to pursue or I want to listen to or not? 
right 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 i think i am going to practice that often now <laughs> good yeah it's a it doesn't come easily because sometimes these things as well feel really unsafe to say mm-hmm. out loud it's almost as if we feel like if i say it out loud i'm admitting to it or i'm manifesting it or you know i'm i'm bringing it to life in some way that it doesn't quite feel as real when it's in me but now that i said it outside i can't take it back and that i think is a dangerous belief because there's no the something isn't more real if it's in your head than if you've said it out loud because one it's you you know it's you relating to this thought that's all and whether or not you choose to bring somebody else into that thought is up to you but it's like for me I'll say it out loud when nobody else is around because then it's safe you know <laughs> nobody is going to be there and hold me to this thing that I can't take back once I've said it but I can at least get it outside of my head where it is just on a a constant loop and taking up so much of my energy that I can't focus on anything else and that gives me a little bit of clarity on okay is this something that really warrants that much time and energy inside me or is it something that I can now let go of because all it wanted to do was be voiced wow. you know now that i'm talking to you i also realize that the work that you and i are doing for now for for a while now requires a lot of awareness right constantly being aware of what you're thinking how you're feeling how or how our emotions are and this is what i see in a lot of people that they lack so how do we sort of give into it how do we also at the same time become aware that this is exactly what i'm thinking and maybe this is not good for me and i think again mm. awareness and intuition both goes hand in hand Yes, absolutely. And so for me what I'm really starting to understand as my purpose and at least right now because that's another thing that you know I'm trying to understand that is going to shift. It's not as though I'm going to um be in this place where I am with these thoughts and these beliefs for the rest of my life either. I'm still evolving and learning as well. But what really feels true to me right now is understanding that my gifts seem to center around consciousness around my ability to awaken to certain things that i was not aware of before and also to help other people do that and i think one of the biggest things that people really need to understand is that you cannot be aware of things that you are not currently aware of and that sounds super meta but essentially what it means is you're working with a certain level of consciousness right now and you have limitations because of that and so it can be really frustrating because you know there's more available to you and you want to grow and you want to learn and you want to expand your mind and and bring in a sense of evolution to you know your life and your time here but you can only work with where you are right now So first of all finding a way to take that pressure off yourself that you should know more or you should be able to do more or your mind should be more open than it is right now that's the thing that's preventing you from actually getting to that space and so the awareness actually comes with total acceptance and surrender of where you are what you know the experiences that you've currently had and trusting that you already have all of the knowledge and wisdom inside of you that you need to face what's in front of you right now and i think that sense of presence of not being like oh there's a place that i want to get to in the future but rather there's something for me in this moment right now and the only way for me to truly embody it and receive it is to stop worrying about what comes next or to worry about what i've done in the past and to figure out how to be right here in this moment and trust that in doing that i'm already receiving everything i need to get to the next moment but the next moment is an abstract thing it doesn't ever really exist so if we're so focused on it then we're never going to actually be in the only place we can ever be which is right here right now absolutely absolutely i think we're all so caught up in thinking about what's going to happen in the future or 
just caught up in the trap of the past and it becomes really really difficult for us to be present and just be exactly where we are and i think it all also comes down to accepting that we are all functioning from our own level of consciousness and that is such a big realization yeah and it's you know i've been working with the with forgiveness a lot recently um specifically self forgiveness um and because my one of my hurdles is that i always feel like i should be doing more or i should know better or you know i've been doing this work for so long that you know i should be in a place of more awareness of heightened awareness and um that is such a sad thought to have because i will get to where i'm supposed to get to but at some point if i'm telling myself that i'm not doing it right in this moment then in the future i'm going to have to go back and forgive this version of myself for being so hard on me for thinking that i should have done it differently and it gets exhausting to have to forgive yourself over and over and over and it's something you're always going to have to do if you have that mindset that you're not doing it correctly or if you're not enough so instead if i can figure out a way to really believe that i am exactly where i'm supposed to be that i'm doing exactly what i'm supposed to do and that i am still learning so i will know better and then i can it's it's like the maya angelo quote um where she says do what you can until you know better and when you know better do better and i think about that all the time because it's really all we can do but then there will come a time where i now say oh you know what i've already been in this space i've kind of faced these same circumstances before and last time i didn't really like the way i approached it so now that i have more information i have a choice am i going to fall into that trap of doing the same thing over and over again and then just beating myself up for it or am i going to stay more conscious and realize i can now do it differently because i have more experience and knowledge available to me that i didn't have then so trusting that in the future i will know more i will it will be easier but right now like you said i'm only working with my own level of consciousness and so let me just do what i can in this moment and not beat myself up for not knowing better because it's impossible absolutely absolutely i think the moment we realize that i think being in the present becomes even more easier so yeah yeah that's i think that's important to remind people of too is it sounds so simple but there's a difference between simplicity and ease. Yeah. And so just because something is simple does not mean it's going to come easily. And that's where that practice comes in because being present, I think some people mistake it for doing nothing where it means, "Oh, I'm just sitting here and trusting that the universe will take care of everything and I don't even have to move a muscle or use my brain or in any way." And that is a mistake. being present simply means that you are only doing and thinking about what you're currently doing and thinking about so in that sense it's impossible to do nothing it is truly impossible because even when you're asleep you know and you feel like you your body is just shut down your life is still happening there's still there's still things that are processing you're healing your body is physically changing as well so as you could try your damnedest to do nothing and it is impossible so getting rid of that idea that doing nothing equals being present and instead just remembering that as long as you're focused on the current moment and what you're doing and doing it with intention then you are being present right yes absolutely so tell me one thing how do i know when i am perceiving something or when i just think something because i want it to be that way for matter of fact our ego always wants what it wants right now without any challenges and although sometimes we will actually get what we want and our intuition will simply be a confirmation of that so how do we sort of distinguish between actual intuition and wanting something to be true mm That's a really good question. So I think first of all there has to be a level of as they call it non-attachment. So different than detachment, 
Um, essentially you are, you can dream and desire and want as much as you possibly please. Like that's kind of the point of being human. Um, but knowing that there's going to be times that you get that thing and there's going to be times that you don't and seeing if both instances can have the same level of appreciation and gratitude and uh, acceptance as far as I'm not exactly, I can have as much control as I want over my actions, my thoughts, my feelings, but I have no control over my outcomes. Mm -hmm. So knowing that, can I have the same level of acceptance and gratitude towards not getting the thing that I wanted as I do when I do get the thing that I want? And what I mean by that, for instance, say that there's a job that you're applying for and you have your heart set on it and you put, it feels so aligned. It feels like everything is falling into place. This showed up at the right time. All these people are amazing. I feel really connected to this. So clearly this, the universe is trying to tell me that this is what I'm meant to do. And so I go through the process and I get to the end of the interview and I feel like I crushed it. And so I'm going home and I'm like, there's no way I didn't get this job. And obviously I want it. And then I get the call and they say, thank you so much, but we're going in another direction. And my heart just sinks into my stomach and I start questioning everything. You know, did I do something wrong? Was I reading these signs and signals wrong or you know, why didn't this work out the universe clearly was pointing me in this direction so what happened and when you start going down that spiral of something went wrong because i didn't get the thing that i thought i wanted that's when you're going to miss the actual lesson the actual thing that was designed for you which maybe it was a connection of somebody in that company that may help you get a future job or maybe it was helping you understand that this could be a possibility because it's a career path you never even considered. And now that it felt so easy and aligned, you realize, hey, that's something I could do, whereas I didn't have that belief in myself before. Yeah. Or maybe it was simply that you were meant to follow these signs and signals and little breadcrumbs as they followed, because that was the practice of trusting your intuition. And that was the whole point. So the outcome of it, whether or not you get the job, if you are attaching yourself to that, then you're really missing that practice of the intuition, which is just following the flow as it's taking you in a direction and trusting that, first of all, that job was not a destination anyways. It was just a little waypoint or it was just a possibility there's no destination. So you're still on the path. It doesn't put this like stop that, oh my gosh, all of a sudden I have to start over or I have to go in a different direction. If you can let go of that attachment to the, the job itself, you're still on the path. So keep following it. It's still going to keep guiding you. That's where that trust comes in, that the thing that was guiding me through this whole process is still guiding me somewhere. So I need to get out of the, the sorrow or the attachment to that one little thing and trust that I'm actually being guided to something much bigger. Wow. I remember from our conversation the other day when you spoke about celebrating and counting your blessings and yes i think along the way we i think we we tend to forget that and it's so so important to look at the blessings that we have which come with so many challenges and that is exactly where you know we are being tested really and that's exactly the time where you know what we know and how we actually put that into practice comes into play yeah. Yeah. Cause it's so easy to be grateful when things are going our way like that, you know, that's not a practice. That's just like, Oh, thanks for giving me what I wanted. That's super <laughs> nice. But to trust that you, the journey isn't over and to be grateful that you still get to experience it and you're still learning lessons. And, and I think, so one thing for me, that's really, that was really powerful. Um, I was, going through my level two Reiki certification course a couple of weeks ago. And my, my uh, instructor, she was talking about how we're all focused on healing. We all want to feel like we're complete, like we know ourselves, like we're really in tune with ourselves and, uh, and that we feel whole and happy all the time, which first of all, we know we can't be happy all the time, but we do want this sense of wholeness of mm -hmm. I'm okay. And yet 
part of the reason we're all here on earth is because we have things to heal, is because we have these lessons that we have to learn, that we're here to evolve our species and pass on this torch to the next generation. We have no idea what we're evolving towards or what we're working towards, but all of us have this inherent pull towards something bigger than ourselves, to grow, to expand. And she just said, you know, be grateful that you're not fully healed because once you are, you have no reason to be here anymore. And that really hit me because I recognized healing is something that I had also placed as a destination, as something that I was going to get to, as something I was going to feel and embody and thank God now I'm healed. I can go live my life. But knowing that once I'm 100% healed, I've, I've learned every lesson that I am meant to learn that means I don't get to stay here anymore. And that's really our biggest fear is that it's all going to come to an end. So if anything, being grateful that I still have more to learn, that I still have challenges to overcome, that I still have things within me that need to be healed, because that means that I get to stay here where I love it here. I love, you know, as, as difficult as this life is, as many challenges as I've had, my biggest fear is that it's going to come to an end. So Instead, can I just be grateful that maybe there's still a few things left for me to figure out because that means I get to stick around for a little bit longer. You know, like you said, you know, it becomes so when everything in, in our life is going well, the acceptance process becomes easier. But when things get really difficult and nothing seems to be right, accepting things exactly the way they are becomes a hundred times harder. So in that process, what would you I think that's a gross under more than a hundred times? <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. So what what could we possibly do in that time? And, you know, how much ever that people are telling you just accept it is what it is. And, you know, it'll just keep mm -hmm. getting better. But you really, really don't know what what do you do? Yeah, I think, um, first of all, recognizing that there is a massive distinction between acceptance and agreement. You don't have to agree with the lessons the universe is sending it your way, or you don't have to agree with the outcomes of the, the efforts that you put in, in order to accept them. And so acceptance doesn't come in the form, because like you were saying, when things are going your way, it's really easy to accept it, but you're also agreeing with it. You're saying, yes, this is the way it should be. This feels great. I'm really happy. Thank you. I totally accept this reality. But what acceptance truly is, is the inherent understanding that even if I don't feel okay, even if I don't trust that everything is going the way it should, that I'm moving towards something that will make me happy and feel whole, I can still accept that I'm here and that this is happening. And that is, it's, you know, the term in, in Buddhism um, is, is the isness, essentially knowing that I have the story about what's going on, about all these things that are happening to me and about the judgments that I'm creating for those things that I'm experiencing. But underneath all of that is can only be what is. It's just simply, so I can say, I feel awful or I am sad or that was hard. But anything after the I am it was, it is, is a judgment. All of that is creating, is feeding into the story that I'm telling myself. Instead, can I just stop it at that word? Can I stop it at I am, it is, it was, you are, and not put this descriptor, you know, this adjective at the end of it, and instead just let it be what it is and trust. Like that is the, the true idea of acceptance is that, I don't have any judgment around this thing that happened because first of all, I'm telling myself it happened to me and nothing can actually happen to me. Things just happen. And then I'm forming opinions and judgments about those things. So first of all, separating myself from the, the event, from the activity is where that some of that separation can come in and where some of that acceptance that you were asking, like, how do we do this? 
is just starting to look at things for what they really are and recognize there is a difference between reality and our perception of reality. However, the only thing we can ever experience is our perception of reality. And it's going to be very different than everybody else's. So almost having a trust that I'm never actually going to know the full truth. I'm never really going to be able to truly see something for what it is without having some level of judgment. But that's where that awareness comes in that we were talking about. So just being aware that I am judging, that can be the first step. So it doesn't even have to be like, what is my judgment or how do I get rid of my judgment? But simply, I am aware that I am making judgments on a daily basis, all the time about everything. And when I start to really focus on that, then the next level can be like, okay, well, what are those judgments? And then I can start to peel that, the layers of that onion, but it always starts with awareness. So the acceptance comes in the form of recognizing I am not accepting something. You know, that can be another way to get there. If I'm feeling like things aren't going my way, if I'm feeling like I'm not getting what I want or I'm not I'm not happy, then I'm not accepting something for what it is. And finding out where that resistance is and the the awakening to that level of resistance and judgment is the thing that can start moving you in that direction of finally getting to the point where you're like okay, I have literally no control over anything at all. I am just this like floating speck in the universe and that is okay. But at the same time, I get to enjoy being a human. I get to experience these emotions and these events and really cool things that having this physical body allows me to experience. I just need to stop putting so much weight on every little thing and instead just recognize this is really cool that I get to just be here and do this because I have no idea how long it's going to last and I want to enjoy it as much as I possibly can. Oh, yes. I think at times we get too serious about everything in our lives and it's just... Oh, yes. (laughs) I think it's time we just take a chill and... And just relax a little, you know? Yeah. And I'm so glad you brought that up because that's actually something I've been really struggling with myself recently is having this awareness that I am taking myself so seriously sometimes. Like things feel very life or death. And, you know, in my reality, they have been because I've lost three family members in five months. And so I have been confronted with death and the gravity of the situation and how how heavy life can feel. But at the same time, it's forced me to realize I don't want to stay in that space because I'm still here. I don't want to feel so serious and sad all the time. However, that's kind of where the acceptance comes in too, because I, just because I don't want to feel this way, doesn't mean I can just automatically go to the opposite of everything's great and fun and free and I'm playing and enjoying my life because I think that's when it kind of moves into that toxic positivity a little bit where you're not actually honoring the fact that you do have these human emotions and these cycles of life. And right now I'm in a cycle of grief. I'm meant to feel what it feels like to lose somebody that meant so much to you. I'm meant to feel that sorrow and sadness that somebody isn't there anymore that you may have taken for granted was going to be there or that, you know, was a big part of your life and your memories. I'm meant to spend this time honoring that person in our relationship. And really it's the thing that's going to help me expand and learn more about life itself, but I can't just shift out of it immediately just because I don't want to feel this way anymore. And as soon as I accept, I'm in a space of grief. I'm in a space of really questioning what life is and and understanding that there are times where it just feels really, really hard. As soon as I can accept that that's where I am, that is the thing that starts to move me out of that space. But if I'm only focused on getting out of it because I don't want to be here anymore, I'm going to be held here until I can let go of that control and that need to feel differently than I do now. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. You know, I have always been somebody who who believes have a very strong intuition. From I think I started believing that 
since a very young age and that feeling you know when you just know it when you know it and most of the times i've seen that my intuition has been proven to be on point but of lately i have been questioning and doubting my intuition which has in turn affected my decision making process so even after knowing deep down that this little voice uh, inside me is talking to me in different ways the logical mind sort of overshadows my intuition so what what can i do in a situation like this when i know for a fact that i am i am actually right my intuition is right but at the same time i am functioning from a very different space where we have a lot of societal pressures and you know a lot of things that we are confirming to day in and day out yeah um for me two things come up one but i think a mistake is believing that our intuition can be right or wrong um uh, because that that is judgment that we've placed on it again mm-hmm. so again intuition simply is right and uh, letting it be that uh, is important because i think I read it all the time even you know in in all of my self improvement books on consciousness and people are saying like intuition can be wrong and um I'm sure there is a level of truth to that but to me that's saying oh it guided me in this direction and I was actually supposed to go the other way but I don't think that's ever the case I think intuition guides us exactly where we're supposed to go and then if things fall apart or they get really hard or uh there's chaos or you know you didn't get the result you wanted it's because there was a lesson there that you needed to learn and so your intuition was guiding you towards the thing that you needed to grow in order to get to the next expansion to the next kind of cycle so i don't know that there can ever be this right or wrong of oh i can't trust it or not and instead just trusting that something is guiding me if i can let go of the Okay, I know something's guiding me. How do I listen to it? What what do I need to do? How do I tune into it? And instead let go of that and just say something's guiding me. And letting that kind of oh, I'm not actually the one steering here. I'm I'm the one that's just going along for this ride. But I'm going to make sure that I'm as as conscious and present as I can at every step so that I'm taking in all the lessons that I meant to have so I don't have to repeat this again because the thing is is if I'm going down this track that feels really off and I'm so in my head about this doesn't feel right I need to do something differently what am I doing wrong then I'm probably not present to the things that are coming in that are going to help me learn and grow and become that person that I'm meant to be go- through going through this experience and the other thing that really came up when you were asking is we need to get out of our heads that <laughs> is uh it's this mistaken idea that our brain and our mind are one and the same mm-hmm. and so our brain is an organ it has incredible ability and it has myriad functions that just astound us constantly and we don't even understand how it does the things it does it's incredible however we are not our brains and that consciousness that makes up our souls and our personalities and you know this connection to something bigger than ourselves does not exist in our brain so first of all figuring out if it's not in my brain where is it where do i feel it in my body when i get that you know people always talk about oh you feel it in your gut And then I think that everyone assumes oh that means that my intuition lives in my gut. And so now I got to I have to figure out how to tune into this space and oh I'm not feeling it there either what's wrong with me. But again that's assuming that it's this tangible thing that lives somewhere in your physical body and it's not. And so again getting rid of all of these the structure that we've placed around our mind and our intuition that it's something that we're going to be able to feel or see or experience and instead just trusting that it is and so um there's a quote in Glennon Doyle's new book Untamed where she was talking to her wife um and they were talking about her daughter and she was like oh she's so anxious or you know she's struggling and maybe we should take her to a therapist and her wife Abby says uh you know she needs to get out of her head not farther into it and she suggests 
having her play a sport, like learning how to play soccer, getting into her body. And that to me is the perfect example of when we are in this space of questioning everything, doubting everything. How do I listen to my intuition? What if I'm not hearing it correctly? I'm not doing enough. And, you know, that is you being in your head. So figuring out a way to get into your heart space or into this physical vessel that you are living in right now is such a powerful practice. And that's going to look differently for everybody. So I think the biggest thing is figuring out how you, how you do that. For me, that's my yoga practice. When I get on my mat, I go to a different place. I'm not in my head anymore. I am you know, I'm flowing, I'm connecting. I love doing yoga outside because I'm listening to the birds. I lay on my mat and I just look up at the trees and it's almost as if I'm like able to see, oh, I'm in this simulation where I have created a reality for myself. And now I get to kind of bend that reality a little bit more, but I'm also really aware that like, I can feel these toes and I can feel my heart beating right now. And I can, if I'm still enough and I'm focusing on my breath, I can physically feel the blood pumping through these, these veins. So that practice helps me get out of that spiral of what am I doing wrong? What can I do more? How do I do this? When is it going to get easier? And all of those questions that somehow never seem to get answers when we only stay within that, that space of our brain. So like you said, we all have to figure out our own ways as to what we can work around with intuition. So are there any specific techniques or ways we can rely on to work with our intuition? Some practices that we can immediately start incorporating in our day-to-day -day routine? Yeah, there's, a, there's so many of them. And I think one practice in itself is letting that practice of discovery be fun and be this you know, playground for us as far as, okay, this is something I want to get better at, you know, knowing that it's not any certain outcome that I'm never going to be, you know, there's not going to be a trophy for how in tune I am with my intuition. Um, and there's never really going to be this space of like, that's it. I never have to question anything again. I will never have a single doubt. I know <laughs> I've got this internal compass that is, is foolproof and I'll never make another mistake. Like getting rid of that idea that that exists um, is a powerful technique. Just first of all, identifying the places in which you have expectations, in which you believe certainty exists, I think is a really powerful tool because intuition is not this be all end all of there will never be any doubt. I will never have to question anything. If anything, to me, intuition is the thing that's questioning, is the thing that's bringing up all of these ideas of, oh, maybe I should be doing something differently or why doesn't this feel right? That is your intuition. So when you're asking, you know, oh, this feels so hard. Why does this feel so hard? Why, if only I could listen to my intuition. It's like your intuition is like, that's me. I'm the one talking. Like, I'm the one telling you this feels harder than it should, that something doesn't feel right here. So you have once again created this identification with your brain being the thing that's asking those questions. And you're sitting there being like, oh, if only I could listen to my intuition. And your intuition has been talking the whole time and you've been receiving the messages. You've just been mistaking it as ego or as a thought when really it's going to show up in all different forms. So um, I think a, a good technique is to just ask yourself, what do you enjoy? What can you do? What kind of activity or hobby or, you know, is it a, a practice of some sort that you're not thinking as much, that when you're doing it, you are so consumed by the activity or the event itself that you're not in your head where you're asking, am I doing this correctly? Or should I be doing something differently? Or is this a waste of time? And that can be hard when you haven't given yourself permission to do that for a long time, but that is part of that practice. So if there is, an, like, for instance, if you love playing an instrument, then 
And when you pick up your guitar, you're not thinking about, oh, I need to go to the grocery store tomorrow. Or what if I never figure out what my life purpose is? Or I've been such a shitty friend lately. It's just, I am connecting to something that I really enjoy and I'm creating something as well. And I'm so immersed in it that I love doing it and I'm just going to do it more. That's a practice of intuition because you are creating something and you're connecting to music, which is so powerful, but you're also practicing presence and presence is how you connect to intuition. So finding those things and it doesn't even have to be something that you absolutely love doing, but if there's just, if you find yourself when you're like, oh, I was so in the zone, that is presence. Find out what gets you in the zone and be there as often as you can, but find things that are fun and freeing too. And, um, I, you know, we were talking about this a little bit earlier, but think about what you used to do as a kid. What, what did you love doing? What came so naturally to you? You know, how did you spend your time after school or what did you do at recess or, you know, what kind of clubs or groups or teams were you a part of that you just loved doing for the no other reason than you love doing it. And maybe try connecting to those things again. And um, yeah, I had a friend yesterday that sent me a photo. She said she was really getting in her head and she was feeling really anxious and she was kind of couldn't escape this, this spiral of her thoughts. And so she sent me a photo. She was just reading these Dr. Seuss books, these children's books that they always have great messages. First of all, when you read them, you're like, how did I miss that? <laughs> but also it's just kind of connecting to what it felt like to be a kid and to spend some time in that, that space where things didn't feel so heavy and you didn't have quite so many responsibilities and life didn't feel so serious. I think that is a really great practice. Just practice being a kid again. Wow. Yes, yes, absolutely. I think it's all about finding your flow and just flowing with it. It could be literally any activity that you want to do or you enjoy doing. Yeah, and it's that the practice comes in there too, because if you're not used to playing, if you're not used to giving yourself permission to simply exist and enjoy your life without feeling like you had to be productive or take care of somebody else or have experienced massive growth or an you know enlightenment of some sort, then it's not going to come naturally. So first of all, I think that's really important to remind people that you're not doing anything wrong if you don't know what feels good or fun, or if you can't remember what you enjoy doing as a kid, that's okay. That is what that awareness is where you're just like, oh, wow. Okay. I'm really disconnected from that lighthearted, free childlike part of myself that still exists somewhere within me because it can never go anywhere. It's still there, but that awareness has to be separate from the voice that's going to beat yourself up. That's going to say, I'm not good at this or, Oh my God, I can't believe I let it get this, this far, or I'm never going to be able to get back to that space. That's the brain. The intuition is the thing that's saying like, I could probably figure it out or well, then I'll just try everything. And eventually something's going to be fun. And so trying to, to connect to that voice that's saying it's possible it may not feel easy and it may not have this clear cut path of how to get there right now, but I do believe that it is possible. At some point in the future, I totally believe that I could be running through sprinklers in my backyard or playing with sidewalk chalk because I wanted to draw something pretty. Like those are things that I can definitely see myself doing at some point in the future. And then getting rid of that timeline that I have to get there now, or there's a certain amount of time that I have to get there or it's not going to work. And just trusting like, all right, if it takes until I'm 80 years old to figure out how to be a kid, that's great. Cause you see plenty of 80, 90 year olds who are finally realizing, I just want to live and play and have fun and not take it so seriously. And I think that's exactly why. So maybe it won't take us quite that long if we start <laughs> focusing on it now, but that level of awareness of just, I'm not there yet, is a perfectly feasible place to start. Wow, that is wonderful. I think we all need to incorporate these 
childlike activities in our life and uh, see where it takes us i think at times like i mentioned earlier we get a little too serious with everything that is happening in our lives and and that's exactly when we are caught up into everything like we literally feel like everything is moving around us and we don't have that control on our lives so finally now that we are moving towards the end of this episode which i never want to end so, <laughs> <laughs> so any any key takeaway for our listeners anything that you would like to tell them you know i think the biggest thing is trusting that you're exactly where you're supposed to be in this moment that you are always exactly where you're supposed to be even if it's so uncomfortable even if you don't want to be there at all even if you have this knowing that you are meant to be somewhere else in the future that's okay but the reality is you can never be anywhere other than where you are so accepting that there's nothing wrong with it that there is nothing that needs to change and that that acceptance of your current reality is the thing that will create change. It's so counterintuitive. It's it's this idea that you know, I really under, started understanding for myself a few months ago. I had this belief that I had to understand what I was going through and why I was experiencing it in order to accept it. I understood, okay, I know I can accept this, but first I have to know why I'm going through it. What is the lesson here? What is the real purpose of of this pain and this struggle? And as soon as I know what that is, of course I'll be able to accept it. I'll be totally fine with it then. And that's the opposite of how it actually works. It is the acceptance of my current circumstances that breeds understanding of why I'm experiencing them. So Again, though, that can turn into a an outcome that you're looking for. Oh, I, my outcome is acceptance. I'm trying to get to acceptance. And then you're still striving for acceptance, which means you're not actually accepting it. So it's very difficult. And I don't want to you know, trivialize this because I think some people hear it and it sounds so simple and then they beat themselves up that they're not able to do it and they tell themselves it's because they're doing something wrong and everybody else seems to be able to do this thing so easily. Why is it so difficult for me? It is difficult. It is really difficult to accept everything about your life the way it is and that you have very little control over the things that happen. That's a hard nut to swallow. So I will... I'd say it's like a a practice and presence, but also just acceptance that you will get to where you're meant to go by accepting that you're already where you're supposed to be. I needed to hear this more than anybody else right now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good. And I mean, I think that that's always the case. You know, we we have these conversations on a daily basis and we don't realize that we're getting everything we need through interaction with other people and our environment. And so I'll get it too. Like I will leave this conversation and I'll have all of these little light bulbs that are going off and things that connect as far as, oh my gosh, finally, I understand. And I think that that's a really great point too, is you know if you're feeling stuck, if you feel like you don't have any insight or you know, guidance or perspective, that can often be because you're trying to do it alone and you're not meant to. So being open to inviting people in and trusting them with the, your, your struggles and your truth and trusting your intuition that you will know the right people to do that with because it's not everybody. Everyone's not meant to know your story and your struggles but there are people out there who are specifically meant to guide you and to help you. And as soon as you open yourself up to those people, they will show up and you will be eternally grateful when they do. And you'll start to understand that it's not quite as difficult as you may have been making it. It's just that you've, you've been trying to do it alone and that's never going to be the easiest way. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I am, forever grateful for letting you in and you know thank you for 
always holding a very very safe space for me thank you so much and with a with a very grateful heart thank you again for being on my episode and yes i'm sure we're going to be creating so many more in the future uh, well you're welcome and thank you as well for always inviting me into this space and for just being so open and receptive and for doing the work that you continue to do because it has an effect of which you will never quite understand the magnitude none of us will ever understand the full effect of our actions and the ripple effect they have on other people um so just thank you for trusting that you're you're meant to do this and for listening to your intuition and continuing to create something that i know is helping so many people thank you Thank you so much. This is exactly why I am so grateful for your existence. So thank you. <laughs> right back, Gacha. <gotcha. laughs>